are you doing? Uh, you know, can't complain. Doing the do. Doing the do. Yeah? Yeah, man. Uh, who are you? I'm Atu, and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is Radio Zamunda the... Dope. Shit. Yes, sir. Believe all it. Right. You got um, some uh, dope shit for me, huh? I'm trying to keep up with you, man, because you keep I bringing in all these amazing people. You know what I, I mean? You. It's, and I so you. You, you're raising the bar. Um, so yeah. I think this next cat, they, I'm, you know, because I gotta, I gotta keep it yep. a mystery as long yep. as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, in my own mind, not to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are uh, single-handedly uh, one of the most creative people I've ever met. Like in just mm-hmm. talking to them, they mm-hmm. ooze it um they are you know they are constantly bringing up these really interesting ideas and it's it's like someone who it's like someone who uh uh has their their webcam slightly askew and mm-hmm. so they always see things a little bit differently and then come up right. with these interesting ideas that's how i would describe this person oh fantastic let's dig in man all right let's do it Who are you with glasses? Because <laughs> you you slowing down. I'm already late, and you just like, <laughs> just my, like man I is, got my man is go. in a car. He's like on his way somewhere. I can man, tell. I, he's no, I, no. I got bad reception. I, I'm where I need to be, man. If I was in the house, <laughs> if, I, if, I said, if I said in the house, it would be terrible. Okay, okay. I love Apple's lack of patience with me. I'm just uh, like, bro, <laughs> like my right. man is on his way somewhere. <laughs> What's we uh, catching him? Nah, he's on the way to the club or something. So like, <laughs> let's let's get it popping with him, man. <laughs> I might turn on some music too, man. What's okay. up? Word up, word up. Word up. <laughs> All right, we're gonna start this over. Yes. You with the white t-shirt and the glasses. Who are you? I'm Otto, and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is Radio Zamunda. The dope shit. Word up. Believe it. All right. It. All right. So today, 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 uh, this next guest needs no introduction. I, know I was watching Letterman earlier, but this is um, this is a cat I've known for a while. Um, and and I, I guess I'm going to put a teaser up front here. I literally, before you hopped on, called him the Black Forest Gump. Uh, and the goal of this podcast is for you to figure out why but this is my really okay. good friend the okay. darius bell darius bell what's up my dude? yo 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 what's up <laughs> i gotta say man i've listened to the, the podcast a bunch man and seeing the intro live in person that shit was fire i just gotta say that, <laughs> that shit was fire that he's the one that listens easy. he's the one <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the one but the nah one. that shit was fire um <laughs> Felt good. Felt balanced, guys. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. What's up, bro? How you so, doing, brother? Saturday. See, oh, he even knows your name. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, yeah, man. You know, I, I, man, my ancestry DNA told me that we cousins, Kawaku. So oh, yeah. that's true. He's one of the oh, tribes. He's one of the We're tribe. all in the tribe. So I, I had love to know, it. I had to know my my seven my seven homies. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. All right, so we, we're we're going to get into this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Doris, you've you've heard the podcast before, so you know. Before we actually dig in, we like to play this game, mm-hmm. where and the the way the whole podcast works. And I'm going to say this for uh, I'm assuming that you have people that you know, fans, friends, family who might listen to this. Maybe they've never heard Radio Zamunda before. The way this works, Otto and I have been friends for a long time. We realized that 
not only were our parents from the same country, um, but our families were friends prior to us even meeting each other or getting to know each other. And so then we got together and decided to do this podcast. And at first we were just introducing music to one another. And then we realized it'd be really dope if we could introduce amazing people to each other. And so the whole point is, uh, Otto has not met you. I, I, I work overly hard to make sure he knows nothing about you prior to hopping on the call, which he makes fun of. Um, <laughs> you can't you see did, it. But. You didn't give away that he was a dude. I did. Like, I did it by accident. I called myself. I was yeah. like, oh, man. My dude was like, oh, my my fr my friend's going to be doing this tomorrow. I uh, And he and he was like, oh, man, I gave it away. And I was like, yeah. okay. Now oh, I man. Dude. Ooh, now that just half the population I got a guess from. So you're, okay. you're lucky. You're lucky, Kwaku. That's my pronouns. It's he, him, and that dude. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So nice. this is why this I is why I can't it. give out any info. There so as part of this, we'd like to play this little game to kick off the podcast where the other person who knows nothing about the guest has to guess what it is mm -hmm. that you do. Mm -hmm. And mm. full disclosure, mm -hmm. two things. One, I go out of my way to make this hard for Otto. I never want him to guess it, and somehow he always manages to cheat. And and nah. guess and win. See how brothers bring each other down, man. We're supposed you to like, lift each other up. And already, Kwaku, we have five minutes in this, and Kwaku's trying to crab in a barrel. Me, I see. I'm not. No, see, <laughs> listen, man. I'm just. I'm just trying to speak the truth to, to all the black youths that are listening. Pressing the vote is what's happening. I see. I see how you do, bro. I see how you uh, do. I'm. I'm just. Right. I'm just calling it as I see it. So anyway, man, so don't I, don't don't treat my brother like Clark County right now, man. Come on, you man. know. Don't, I'm saying. Don't do this to him. I'm saying, uh, you know, I'm saying the glove fits. So, you know, oh, bro. Wow. <laughs> so wow. I did. I went there with it. Wow. I went there with it. Yeah, the orenthral the theory, right? Here. <laughs> there you go. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying the glove fits. Um, so uh, Otto gets three guesses. Yep. And then at the end, you can uh, reveal how close or how far off yep. he is. Okay. Uh, so, so the floor is yours. All right. So if you guess, if you guess stripper, you're right. <laughs> all right. All right. This number one off, this right. off the rip. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, well, I'm, I, 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 unlike the uh, the crowd who's listening, I can see my dude. Right. He's got a great. I have beard envy right now because I got my Rona beard, and I've never been able to grow a nice, thick, like lovely you know like a beard it's always been like i look like i'm homeless or whatever no disrespect but i just look like destitute but my dude's got a nice fleshed out beard uh he's got on that james harden tip except james harden is like his his looks a little bit like right like yours looks like all right that's manageable i get it right got a nice style i see some i see a, a baseball hat um I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go with you're in the music industry, um, and I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with music producing, music production. Mm. Mm. Darius, um, would you like to? And keep in mind, it's what you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna qualify this because mm -hmm. you know we always have guests who do a variety of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But literally, you're seven to seven. Uh, what you do daily right now yeah, this yeah. is this is what he's guessing all right so um uh, Darius, uh what, what do you think well I, I gotta say man that was fire uh mm -hmm. great great guess and mm -hmm. uh ironically enough we were just talking about uh a world where that was uh me 24 7 
Mm. Uh, but man, I currently designed sneakers. Oh, you told them. You told them. Yes. No, you told yes. them. He had two yes. more guesses. He had two more guesses, but you told them. I still get two oh. more guesses. I, oh, I I get two oh. More guesses. oh, no, no, he gets boy. two more guesses. No, I I'm get sorry. Two more guesses. So oh, I'm gonna I ruined guess. that. I'm gonna guess that you um, design. Oh my god! Sneakers? Are you Here like we... designing an apparel? You design sneakers. That's what I'm gonna guess. <laughs> Dang, you, you know. I... <laughs> Are you? I feel really bad. Crazy. I'm just. I'm just. I, now I'm just lying. You'd be like, nah, I, I don't do again. that. <laughs> I win again. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, steal the champ, bro. And I I know the game too. I got too excited, man. I know. I know. Oh, he kind of got me. It's okay. He he, he's he's trumping up that victory, which is fine. Steal the champ, Um, baby. Steal the champ. Still got it. Undefeated, baby. Undefeated, baby. I'm just gonna say, by the way, when when it's the, the shoes on the other foot, his guests take pleasure. And how bad my guesses are. <laughs> they well, I can also celebrated. imagine you taking some real wild guess, brother Kwaku. I, 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 <laughs> Hello. So, oh, so you have met Kwaku? Okay. Oh good. yeah. Oh, for sure. I for thought sure. I was the only one. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, I mean, Kwaku's the type of dude that looks like he's ready for the beach on the lower half and the winter on the upper half. So, <laughs> some sometimes you know you gotta yeah. look out for him. You that, know? that you that's that brother. Kwaku is that brother. You're like, bro, be good. Oh, good. In a puff in a puff coat? Yeah. <laughs> and the in the going? cargo shorts? Okay. Oh. And the cargo shorts and a yeah. beanie. Where are we going? Are you okay? <laughs> yep, is it is it hot or cold? You have met my new Quaku. I, I yes, okay. Yes, yes. Why do I do this to myself? Why do I bring you together with people know, where bro. this is going to happen? Yeah, I, I don't know, dude. I, I must not love me. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Darius, can you give uh, for our audience and for Atu, who yeah. magically air quote guessed what you do? Can you um, can you repeat and maybe give a little more detail about what your current uh, gig is about and what, where you're at, what you're doing, and then we're going to go from there. Yeah, man, of course. Uh, so um, I am currently designing footwear for Jordan. Uh, my department is under the storytellers. So mm-hmm. we're the guys who like come up with colorways or stories that pretty much dictate like seasonal, like transitional things, plus adding in like, hey, well, this happened 20 years ago in Jordan's life, 30 years ago in Jordan's life, you know, and really, uh, really figuring out that timeline and storyline so we can keep building new consumers. Uh, I live in, in Beaverton temporarily, um, mm-hmm. and I was working on this project for a one-year stint, and uh, they recently just brought me on as just a designer, not even a storyteller. They're wow. like, look, we just want you as a designer, bro. Come come through. And Congratulations. Uh, that sounds good. Man. Thank you, man. One of one of uh, thirty-two and uh, one of one uh, in the black. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> gotta represent. Because otherwise, I, Beaverton I mean, is just teeming with uh, other yeah, uh, yeah, twenty-year-old, thirty-year-old black men. <laughs> <laughs> overrun, <They're>, even. <laughs> over, I'm about to say they're overrun. They're yeah. everywhere. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm really blessed, man. I actually started this journey. Uh, it's kind of full circle, man. I started drawing sneakers when I was five. All the men in my family are like six, three, six, four, and above. Yeah, uh, I'm five nine, five ten. <laughs> uh, I played football. Everybody played basketball. Damn. So like when I was a young kid, I, I realized I wasn't gonna make it to the league. I was like, okay, cool. This ain't your lane. Uh-huh. Your cousins are like towers, bro. You're yeah. not gonna do this. 
So I started drawing their signature shoes really early on. Like oh. my uncle had one, my two cousins had one, my little nephew had one. Like he had a couple of them because he was a saucy at basketball. I was like, oh, let's make the JJ one through 15. I got you. Wow. And so when he ever, you know, got to the league, he already had his signature shoe. So it was like a passion of mine early on, but just for my friends and family. And then, uh, yeah, I had my son recently and decided to pursue it full time. Oh, wow. Okay. So we got a lot to talk about here. Okay. Um, Just barely scratching the surface, dude. Yeah. um, Because there's, you're going to love this, this backstory. That's, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. That's, that's where I was going to, about to go to. Um, I'm just before I'll, I'll probably remember, but then I'll forget. Um, Well, the whole, damn, the, the whole like sneaker culture. That whole thing I want to start talking about, but later I know we got to get the origin story on that stuff. But that is something that um, absolutely fascinates me as somebody who used to dip in and dip out. I used to, I remember when my parents bought me the suede Pumas. They were the mm-hmm. the, the, the hunter the green. Woo! Hunter green clods, baby. Come on. I couldn't believe I got that for Christmas. I was fat like, lace, oh, lace, fat laces, fat, fat, lace. fat laces, the whole thing. But um, yeah, we got to get into this. So first of all, where, where are you from? Where, where are you originally from? Originally from Berkeley, California. Um, okay. Same place as uh, our good old VP. Went yes. to schools that our good old VP went to. So oh, man. it's in the water. It's in the water in Berkeley. It is man. in the water. Oh, okay. So yeah, let, yeah. Let, let's okay. So you started. You 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 started out Berkeley. So anyway, say you see when I get excited, I just start laughing. I just yeah, start no, laughing. we can, yeah we can we can yeah. go back. We can go to like when I was a sperm. How yeah, far yeah, y'all want to go? <laughs> yeah, we, let's let's, sperm. let's let's go back. Walker's <laughs> like, I vote sperm. <laughs> I just want to hear what your version of that is going to sound like. I'm not going to lie; it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, we always say, tell us as much as or as little. Start where wherever it feels comfortable. But um, uh, you know, yeah. I, and I, at points, I'm going to ask you to talk about a thing or two, like what I what I knew you were into, like when we met. But start start from the beginning. Start start from when it makes sense to you. Right, but but before we even go there, how do you and Quaco yeah. knew each other, know each other? Okay. Ooh, should we save that? It's it's entirely. No, I'll, up I'll here. say that first. Okay. Uh, t- so ten years ago, um, I moved to New York, um, with my band, and uh, we were all trying to live out the New York dream, make it happen. And uh, one night, I got locked out. <laughs> I got locked out of my my house, my apartment. And uh, when I got locked out of my house, my apartment, uh, I was searching for my roommate and my roommate was with a young lady uh who's now my wife who's also uh she was an ex-teacher and great friends to Kwaku and his wife so oh, okay we met we met like right around the same time okay see I'm an actor so I put way more drama on what you just said like they they were just friends the roommate was just friends with yep. the, okay okay <laughs> no no you said you lock, you got locked out and then well, oh like, no if you, if you want some drama though if you want some real drama here, here we my, go. the, the roommate people. who she was with is white and so I met her uh-huh. on a racist rant I just like I it was it was because that's our way in which we play and we joke yeah. Okay. And I just didn't know her and I just went on a racist rant to him the way he goes on racist rants to me and she was standing right there. She was like, that's actually pretty funny. I was like, oh, <laughs> You're I was people. trying to offend you guys. My yeah. bad. This works oh. out. What's your name? <laughs> that is what we call in the industry a meat cute, right? A, a meat cute, a baby. Meat cute. Right there. 
and, and yes. Darius is downplaying it a little bit because oh, okay. his current wife is oh. one of Nabet's best friends. Got it. Maid of honor at her wedding. Oh, and his damn. son's okay. godmother. Oh, gee. Okay. Okay. So, it's like, it's like real. It's real. Yeah. Okay. Kwaku okay. family is the only family we vacationed with ever. Damn. Okay. Ironically, Same. here in San Diego before we moved wow. here. Wow. Yeah. And I, I've known Kwaku for five, six, seven, eight years, something like that. But At this I know point, two World Cups ago. <laughs> right. Two World Cups ago. But I, what I'm. The, Yo, that is the most African thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's it. how we bet, bro. We bet. Y'all just count yeah. World Cups. Yes. Yeah. We're like, hey, you're from Ghana. Hey, you're hey. from the Saturn. You're from Ghana. Hey, you're from Ghana. I'll see yeah. you at 3 a.m. You want to yep. be at your bar or my bar? <laughs> exactly. Where are we going? Exactly. Where are we going? Exactly. Oh, that's beautiful, man. I'm yeah. World Cup fan here, too. So yes, whenever sir. Yeah, one, two, I'm with it. That's oh, beautiful. Dope. What I was going to say is that um, if Kwaku, because we he's incognito, he's secret squirrel. So like, if you're like hanging out at headquarters with Kwaku, you know where he lives. Wow. You have his, his address. You've, you've met his wife and his kids. Yeah, the inside you've got that. Yeah, man, clearance, bro. Okay, I we've see. seen we've 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 seen each other's feet and everything, man. That's Ooh. real. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. You're it's real. CIA level stuff. Okay, I get you now. That's digging that's deep. You're deep. Digging, digging deep. Not man. many people get in there, boy. I'm, nah, you know, man. Yeah, man. Nah, you, okay, nah, so we're gonna move you. past seeing my feet. <laughs> My feet too, man. This is a sensitive subject in my house. So, I feel you. So, you know? <laughs> Damn. Okay. Oh, man. I, I teared up on that. All right. So, so starting from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah take um, us back to Berkeley, bro. What, what, like, like, Berkeley. Man, my, my, my Berkeley story is super interesting, too, just because it's, uh, it's big full circle now. Um, and, and the people I grew up with, it, it's like, damn, how? Yeah. And a lot of uh, my origin story, when I talk to Kwaku about it, it's funny because I don't really tell people about it except my closest friends. Like I don't uh, publicize my friendships or publicize the moments I've lived in. Um, but I, you know, you naturally just like talk to your homies about it. And Kwaku's always like, "How? Why? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, what are you talking about?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's just I, it just is what it is." Um, but yeah, man, early on. Uh, from Berkeley, uh, really, you know, the radical place on the left. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, did a lot of arts in Berkeley, did a lot of, because um, there's a lot of art schools, there's a lot of money for yeah. arts, and, mm-hmm. and, and invest, they're investing a lot of students' art and and, and learning in, uh, all the different forms of art. So you had African dance early on, you had music labs, you had, mm-hmm. you know, everything. We had like 10-foot canvases that we could paint as kids, you know, like, you know, like really investing in us. And yeah. I was lucky enough to live in the school zone right outside of Oakland. I uh, lived in this little area of South Berkeley and I was able to go to Berkeley school. So wow. um, it, I was really blessed in that way and privileged to to be able to go to all Berkeley schools my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my, grand, my grandparents lived in the middle of Berkeley, uh, like right in the dead smack middle. So we would, every time they get kind of milky, murky uh we would yeah. use their address like anytime they'd be like hey oh, got it. you live yeah. you live a little here we like nah it's cool like i live right like in this, <laughs> right near downtown that's all yeah, good. yeah yeah um and and, and yeah no, i'm sorry you mentioned brothers you have a big family you have a, a few brothers or a... uh no well i had one brother who passed away oh, um I'm sorry to hear that. 
no, it's all it's all good. It's a, it's a yeah. part of the story too, you know. Like um, he was a guy who was into sneakers, into music, mm-hmm. into a lot of the things I actually ended up like cultivating over time. Um, and actually was in a situation where he lost his life over a pair of Jordans. So oh, even no. when I talk about this moment Man, in yeah. the full circle of why I'm here, mm-hmm. and uh, when I talk to my boss about this whole, you know, why I'm here. Yeah. It, it's like for them it's like whoa like why you know how did you why but you know for me it's a part of that journey like your mind sticks to those things and so you're gonna do whatever you need to do to kind of undo that trauma and right for me it's going back to jordan brand and building sneakers that some kid won't get shot for wow i think about that all the time it's just yeah. in my head every single day so um yeah. crazy full circle moment even that like even my my brother man r.i.p like i think about him all the time up here because i'm like oh i really have to create something that's palatable for for that generation that subset of group that they don't really think about when they put on things like xiv which is right. roman numeral for jordan 14 but in california it's a part of a gang territory so yeah interesting yeah, yeah. oh see that, wow. all of that is new to me i did not know <laughs> Yeah, yeah X-I- XIV is some crazy like LA, California gang culture stuff and Jordan made a Jordan 14 and used a big XIV on the side and they were white and red and it wow. caused a lot of problems in wow. 1998. Yeah, I remember, I mean, I remember growing up um, and that was one of the things, right? Where, you know, you heard people, you know, the kid in, I think my high school or somebody, maybe at the other high school or something like that, you know, who was uh, shot for what he was wearing. I forget the brand of coat he was wearing and like that whole crazy stuff where the- Where are you, where are you from, Otto? I can tell you this is kind of coded is. Where were you from? Oh, uh, I'm from New York. So I mean, I grew up in starter uh, jackets. Either starter, starter Avarex. Yes, sir. Wow, you yes, really sir. did pick that yes, up. Sir. Damn. Starter, bro. starter, starter Avarexes were the things back in the day, and Pele Pele became like the later. One hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, that was remarkable. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I haven't thought of a starter jacket in literally forty years. But like, yeah, it was starter jackets. It was Air Jordans. I remember Lotto sneakers coming out. Yeah. And yeah. Remember Lotto sneakers, and they yep. had the little like tags that you could like the decal that you could take off and switch out and people yep. were beating the yep. crap out of each other for that lee jeans the whole thing so, man, yep. yep wow okay wow yep. okay so so oh somebody hold on hold someone on. buzzed you okay all right we're gonna we're gonna talk about how you get your food <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk we're gonna talk through this DoorDash moment I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's real it's quarantine podcasting there are no studios here people we have two random offices in a car and we're making we're making it do what it do hey man sound booth baby you know yeah i'm, I'm sure you're you, you're better soundproof than i am in this room um all right he's back wait this is think it's a false alarm okay there you go there you go yeah um so so darius let me ask you this you're yeah, you know you are a young kid growing up in berkeley you're yeah. being exposed to all these different art forms and when i met you primarily you were a producer and a musician and you know yeah. but still there was an art there was an artistic lean to what you're doing there's an education lean can you talk about how you started to go deeper into these different art forms that you were exposed to through the Berkeley school system. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, man, so I started at Arts Magnet. There's a school called Arts Magnet, which was like dedicated for all arts. It was 
I would say 25% uh, really structural institutionalized learning. Mm -hmm. And then the other 75 was like exploratory music mm -hmm. arts in your day. Mm -hmm. um, so that school really got it popping. It made, you know, got me into this world of AD, AD, ADD, ADHD, because you're not really <laughs> focused on any right. one thing. Right. Um, but it also exposed me hella early to everything, like mm -hmm. everything arts. I was, uh, I had a saxophone, I cheerleaded, I wow. played football, I, oh, hold on, sorry. You're good, we still hear you. We just yeah. can't, there oh, we go. Well, text message. There um, you go. Yeah, man, just, uh, it, it, you know, got me ready for a bunch of things. I ultimately, you know, kept playing football, but, um, you know, I think it really, it really just opened my eyes. So when I got into high school, and people were thinking about like extracurricular or your activities or you find your group, you know, or find your crew. Mm -hmm. uh, it was based in those outside things, not football. None of my homies were like, I didn't really mess with the football dudes. I was a poet. Right. I was a cheerleader still. Wow. I, I still was doing uh, sneakers. Um, I, I, you know, I was like just doing everything. But football was like because of my size and, and because of my grandparents. Uh, my grandfather played for the Raiders. And so Get he was out. a big name. Yeah, he played for the Damn. Raiders. And he was a big name at our high school at Berkeley High. Like, he has a bunch of the records on the boards. Oh, wow. And so I, I just did it because I, I look like him. I'm, I'm yeah. the shorter version of him. All the administration uh -huh. knew my grandfather. I was like, wow. I'll keep playing. <laughs> but I was I was always in the arts, man. Like, it was always my thing. Um, just just randomly, what, what position did you play football? Outside linebacker or fullback. Oh, okay. So you're yep. a big dude. I mean, I can't tell yeah. from here, but uh, okay, you're a big dude. Yeah. Well, you know, five, I mean, like, five nine. Like, yeah, yeah. A little bo boxy. Yeah, a little boxy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, um, but yeah, man. But but to answer your question, like you know, like really definitively, man. I, I really, I would say it was it was a mix between my mom and my brother, bro. Like you know, like my mom was one of those parents and now that I'm a parent I used to like make fun of her like mom you can't just tell me to do whatever I want to do you got to tell me exactly what I should be doing right and <laughs> you know like I, I now thinking back on it is like man you know that motivation to like look at everything with a uh, with a uh, open optimistic eye is hella important um mm. and I actually give her a lot of props for raising me that way opposed to you're going to do exactly this um, right, because it took a while, but I'm very much so happy with where I'm landing. So shout out to my mom for putting in that work early, because that's really where it came from. And and just watching my brother do a bunch of things and fail at it, and, and be like, "Nah, I'm just gonna sell weed." <laughs> 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 um, uh, I was he was like a DJ for a year, spent a lot of money on equipment. He's like, "Nah, I'm cool off that." Uh, right, you know. So I'm gonna just do music videos. I'll film music videos for local rappers. Oh, wow. And so, so. when you were coming up, like you, you were, you gravitated naturally, it sounded like to the arts and that kind of thing. Was there, you know, like pressure from, you know, I grew up in a high school that like you had the jocks and then you had like the nerds and then you had the arty people. Like, was it clicky like that? And so we're like the dudes on your football team, like what the fuck you painting shit for? I, yeah, it was. I was lucky, man. I think, I think, for a couple of reasons. One, my grandfather uh, mm, okay. being kind of the staple and no one really made fun of me in that way. 
Got it. And then all of the circles I ran in, I gotta say now looking back, were A one, top notch. Like yeah. they you know, like some of the circles I ran in are now people getting Grammys, Emmys, you know, Oscars for real, yeah. for real. And like yeah. all of them like were on their different hype, but like they 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 were doing what they were supposed to be doing. And so me running with them was a pleasure. And um and I think everybody saw the drive in those groups that I hung out with. Got um, it. And so it was always like Oh man, you hanging out with the theater kids? Well, damn, like that dude David is gonna be something great one day. Yeah, yeah, and... Clearly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, so yeah. it would it would happen like that where like no one really made fun of anything I did because I was just so everywhere. Plus, I'm a big black dude with a grill who sounds yeah. like he's from Oakland, you know, and so <laughs> I, I, I was able to morph uh, past what people saw me as, you know. Right, right, right. And so, uh, you know, so you, what I'm hearing is you started off music first, right? Is that, is that where you went? And then how did that start off or where did that come from? Yeah, man, picked up, I picked up some turntables when I was 13. It was my brother's. That's when I really started, like really, right. really started. Okay. Uh, and then I was making beats for like Davi, Davi now, now known as Davi Diggs. Yep. yep. Um, I was making beats for him and our other homie, Rafael Casal. Um oh. Yeah, both of those dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that those dudes got early starts on my music. Those are some good homies of mine. Uh-huh. Um, and, and that's literally how it started. I bought Fruity Loops <laughs> from yep. my teacher. Wow. So the teacher, she got sent all these demos. I was like, I need the real version. These demos ain't getting it. And it's like, wow. all right, well look, you can use my credit card. You pay me in cash. I was like, for sure, let's do it. <laughs> the, teacher, the teacher ordered it for me. It got to the classroom. I took it home. And, and Holy that's shit. how I started. And, and how old were you at this point? 14. 14, 14. or 15. It's freshman year of high school. Okay. And, and take me, what what about, what around year, what era is this? Is this 90, 90, 99, okay. 2000. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm trying to, so who were your influences? Uh, I'm assuming mostly hip hop or like were there other uh, sort of influences musically? P-Funk. 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 Stop it. it. Uh, George Clinton. Yep. Bootsy Collins. Yep. Um, the, the, the mothership. You know, my mom, so my grandfather, hold on, back to my grandfather. When my grandfather, he like ran a lot of Berkeley, right? He lived in mm. the middle, knew yeah. all the administrators. At some point was one of the like more like kind of stand up famous dudes in Berkeley. Everybody gave him everything. Um, so I would go to these concerts crazy young. Wow. Hell of them. Because he wow. had access, they'd give him tickets. Yeah. He was security guard at some for some of them. Wow. Dude, I met Britney Spears at her first concert. Damn, I, I went to like the Mothership concert when I was like eight, Damn. and it was right there at that that Berkeley Community Center that Jimi Hendrix is famously known for. Yeah, and so that's the place my grandparents lived down the street from. And so, wow, I would wow. just go to these cra- and not even knowing like how yeah. transformative it was. Like my grandma would be like, "Hey, boy." Uh, I got free tickets or something. Come on. And yeah. We, we, we go in the back and it's just Justin Timberlake and in sync, just chilling. Just like, <laughs> oh shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? That's like, go sit, go sit down. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's that, that Justin. Go sit next yeah. to Justin. Yeah, go, go. You want to take a picture with the with the one girl, the girl that do the backflip? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, that's Britney Spears, granddaddy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, go let's go say hi. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be back. 
Oh, that's amazing. Like, what an incubator. So, I, 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 I've seen George Clinton a few times recently in concert. Um, uh, oh, a, a past Radio Zamunda guest, um, Miss Velvet. Um, mm -hmm. She started opening for George Clinton. And um, so I went to some of the concerts because I hadn't been able to go when I was, I wasn't like you, you know, at 14, my parents weren't taking me to damn George Clinton, right? So that's cool. All I'm trying to say is the dude is like, 78 now 80 three hour concert my girl and i were like we're dancing but we got to go home like it's, right. it's like we're tired and right. my man oh, is man. still up there just blowing it i'm like he lost he lost a little weight too now he shaved yeah. his head he's looking a little dapper i was like Ooh. okay because he cleaned up he cleaned up and yeah george clinton does not fuck around at eighty five thousand years old he'll still give you a <laughs> four hour concert <laughs> hey Shout no, out to it's, george clinton. He's, yes. the, he's the truth man and uh yeah i was like eight or seven, I saw that show and the fucking mothership came down. I'm pretty sure, uh, me and my mom talked about this later, I'm pretty sure I was high off of contact. I was, I, I was, as, I was totally thinking you got a contact girl. buzz. Absolutely. I was like, I was like mom, Absolutely. I'm so sleepy. She was like, nah, we stay in front of the whole concert. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I mom, love my your eyes, mom. I'm so tired. She's so we stay. They just dropped I the mothership. The diaper man. man just came out. That's what it was. She was like, diaper the diaper man. man just came out. So. You I don't. <laughs> man right. up, son. Man <laughs> up. I love it. The diaper bass players out. You better shut the hell up. So, man. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. And so man. I had a, I had an opportunity to do those concerts really early right. on, and um, you know, like my influence lived in rap, really obscure, like Bay Bay Area rap, because my just because my brother that was what he was listening to, and I was still yeah. his tapes. Uh, Outcast early yeah, on, yeah. first Stankonia. Mm -hmm. Um, far side, far side's Bay Area, isn't it? Far side's no. Bay Area, but I was okay. now deeper in the oh. cuts. Look up Conscious Daughters. Oh, yeah, I don't. That's that's deep, deep cut. cut. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Oh deep wow. Cut. Okay. Conscious Daughters was like a a, a, a woman rap duo that was yeah. fire. Yeah. Fire. Oh, I I gotta look that up. Okay. Conscious that's... Daughters. Okay. Um, I'm literally writing so yeah, this down. <laughs> yeah, man. And I was into obscure Bay Area rap and then like James Brown, P Funk, like yep. the stuff my mom would listen to. Um, yep. Some Yacht Rock, a lot of Michael McDonald, you know, like wow. my mom be like, dun, 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 dun. Yep. you know, that's why my mom's stuff right there. So it was yep. really uh, uh, spread apart as far as like my palette of music understanding early on. But okay. P Funk was like the one yeah, that was my. That's that I, I've, I'm, you know, like I said, I saw, I saw him like three or four times now at, a, um, uh, was it, um, BB King's up in mm -hmm. Midtown and tore it, tore it apart, tore it apart. I mean, people, we had to sit down. We, we were like, I, we have to sit down. My legs are tired. My, I can't dance anymore. <laughs> this old man is trying to kill us. So, yeah. Um, so, so, so then DJing is your main sort of way to produce me or way to make music was there anything else that you were doing or was like djing and that kind of thing well so from 13 to about that time right mm -hmm. before the christmas break my freshman year of high school i dj'd i, wow. I took my brother's turntables over and mm -hmm. so about a year and a half i was just i was like learning the ropes yeah. trying to like juggle do all this stuff man yeah. watching all the videos um and then at some point I bought like this little like side tape recorder where you could do like plug in a line yeah. and then like make your own tapes. Yeah. 
And uh, I forgot what I was watching, but something was like, oh, yeah, this is how the DJs used to make music. They take the break beat, they reverse it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And so I was, like, trying to get creative. I bought a mic, and then I would, like, spin the break beats, and then I would, like, do tapping on the table to make oh, louder wow. kicks and louder uh, snare drums because, oh, like, it didn't, it didn't knock yeah. along with it. Yeah. Mm. So I would, like... Like when the breakdowns come out, like hit the table hard to make louder basses and louder kicks with a mic while I'm recording my breakbeat. So it sounded like a little different. And wait, 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 where did you get that idea? Is that something that people were doing? I didn't know. I know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know how. I just, I heard that I was watching some like hip hop origins and yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah. yeah, we would play the breakbeat over and over and over. Then the mic, would, the MC would come out and start rapping. So I bought a yeah. mic. And I wasn't into rapping at the time, so I just laid the mic on the table, and I would oh, always no. in class make beats for people, you know, yeah. and tap them out. So yeah. I was like, man, let me just play this, like, break record, keep flipping it back on and over. Yeah. And then when it came to my breakdown, I would just, like, play on wow. the table, you know, add more percussion or add stuff to it. And, yeah, so then I started like giving. I thought those were beats. So I started that, being like, "I got beats, bro. Here, you need beats. I, got beats. I mean, hot as that is beat. Dude. I mean, that's not that far <laughs> removed from what Timberland does. He would just he would do yeah, it no. mouth, you know, dude, exactly building out, you know, building out the song. Yeah, so it's the shit. same thing, you know. I would, yeah, I so- would then, I would then take the tape, and then after making the the different loops. I would re-record over it where I would do like Timberland type of stuff, like picky, 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 all that, wow. like all that, trying to make a tr- you know tracks essentially, you know, yeah. tracking it out. Yeah. So, yeah. so by the time you had the kit, I'm sure at this one point where you had what's the drum machine, that real famous one that uh, MPC. AP- NPC? Yeah. 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 So by the time you had one of those, you ha- you already had the skills locked in. So like drum pads weren't a thing for you. Like you were just like, dude, I got I got an MPC. I got an MPC like 30% off my very uh-huh. first one because uh-huh. I would go to the guitar center near my house and the dude was like, the first time he was like, I was like, yeah, I'm trying to level up. I was like 15 He was like, I'm trying to level up. Yeah. He was like, man, these things are expensive, mm-hmm. but you should try it out first. We, we let all our people try it out when we, you know, you come here. Yeah. I was like, oh, for sure. Yeah. He like gave me some headphones so I didn't have the blast on the monitors. Yeah. He came back and I like already had like four or five beats cooked up, and he was like, "Hold on, time out, time." You did, you, you did, you did all this shit, man. So I was like, "Man, I did all this shit. I didn't know. I just, I, I was tired of this one. I didn't know how to race it, so I moved on. I, I like this one, but I didn't know how to extend it, so I moved on." And wow. he was like, "He was like, hey, man, meet me at eight o'clock when we close." <laughs> I was like, "For sure." Man, eight o'clock came and then all the employees were checking out and he yeah. was like, Hey man, this is my, my cousin. Just say my cousin. I was yeah. like, Okay, cool. Yeah. He's like, My cousin's gonna buy something on my employee deal. And I was like, Yo, man, I don't have the money yet. And he said, When you do come back, and I bought one like two or three weeks later. That's beautiful. I you know yeah. what I wanna say is um, you know, I grew up listening to hip hop a lot. Uh, a lot, a lot of hip hop, hip hop and a lot of blues and jazz and um um, classic rock like Jimmy and Kwaku already knows like I I'm like a sort of like a sort of basic musician I love making music I love when I hear people talking about making music and I feel like specifically with the genres of hip-hop with the genres of the blues um, and and early rock music like the things that Jimmy did 
it, mm. I love when people are making things because they need to do it, right? Mm. So you were mm. like, let me, mm. like, it was a practical reason while you heard a song, uh, a sound in your head, you're, you're mixing, you're doing whatever, and then you're like, all right, I'm just going to beat on the table because that's what I need, right? You weren't like, I have all the money in the world and I get access to this studio and that studio, I can just do it. It was like, it's like a need to make the sound. And so the ingenuity around that, the, yeah. the, like like learning about where blues musicians get the slide from and why they did it, why they have the certain rhythm that they play on the guitar and the bass note because they want to hear this sound and they want to get a bass tone out of it. And then, well, I don't have any drums, so I'm just going to like smack the guitar mm -hmm. while I play and come up with a, a new, completely new skill set that makes a new music. Like anytime I hear, because um, I'm a Jimi Hendrix head, Anytime mm -hmm. I hear when Jimmy was like, man, I just want to make this feedback work, right? I hear we on the guitar, that's music. Okay, let me try to like work with it. Let me get in the speaker and come out. And suddenly he's making things that somebody else would have said, that's just noise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. And he's incorporated that into his music. It's, it's a, so when I hear you were like, well, I just needed to like, I needed some uh, sort of low end and the low end that I was playing wasn't big enough. So I got to desk i got two fists i'm just gonna bang on it real quick and like from that you have a beautiful you know introduction to a new skill set in music which wasn't yep. there before so oh boy i'm gonna i'm gonna be tired at the end of this no that that's no, that's exact that's exactly what yeah. it is you know uh there's a quote man my, my, my one of my teachers used to say and i don't want to butcher it but it was something to the effect of like uh a a purpose or no excuse me a, a being driven mm -hmm. with no direction that's enriched that's enlightened mm -hmm. being having a direction and not being driven that's just rich mm. oh blam yes that's yeah. just rich and I think what I'm I'm gonna put words in your mouth and you just tell me what's bullshit, but like earlier you sort of alluded to, you know, you know, how your mom was like, yo, just go out and do shit. Just, just go. go. No gas. Go. I'm not yeah. I'm not giving you gas in the car. There's yeah. no map for you, bro. Yeah. But you have permission to go all 365 on this world wherever you want to yeah. be my guest. You have support. And that shit does a lot to to yeah. the mind of a musician, to a creative. Yeah. whatever you know so yeah again i was i was when i when i when i say privileged in that way i gotta say my yeah. mom man because she was just like go I'm, I'm gonna say this too because we had a debate a couple of weeks ago weeks ago who knows what time is anymore i'm gonna say a couple of interviews ago because i have no idea but we were talking out there i think it was you and i we started off podcast where we talked about it in a podcast and the idea that a lot of people feel to create art it needs to come from a place of pain and it needs mm -hmm. to come oh, right. from a, a place of darkness. Mm -hmm. But what Adarius is describing here is the exact opposite. It's coming from this place of exploration. Mm -hmm. It's coming from the, like, I think we've talked about this, the bricolage piece, the idea of like, you're creating all this art. And then when you step back, you see how all these things connect. Mm -hmm. And there's a level of what Adarius does that I've seen. And, and it's like a lot of what he's saying now is new to me. Like you've mm -hmm. talked about your grandparents. I've met your mom. 
sweet woman. Mm. But you know, I haven't met P Funk version of your mom until I said hello, by the way. Uh, oh, I want to meet your mom. I want to hang with your mom. I got some. Hey, hey today's her birthday. Yeah. If y'all wanted to hop on this Zoom call, she probably more turned up than all of us combined. Yo, right all right, now. we might we might right have to now. do that. We might have it's, to do that right after this. It's four, it's four PM. She just got off six minutes ago. So. Okay, so she's already lit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we she's might have lit. to do that. She's already lit. <laughs> okay. But I mean, even coming back to you like when i first met you you were like yeah i'm a producer and i'm like oh well, you know i was in bands i'm like yeah send me some of your stuff and you sent me stuff and i was like i can't talk to this guy mm. this stuff is brilliant I, I i don't even understand what he's doing here literally you sent me he sent me a video of him performing with his group where he took his oh amp- i made the instrument no oh, damn i forgot about it that to an acoustic guitar so yeah. he could perform live with it while triggering the beats yeah I took, you know a, I, mean? I took a, a acoustic guitar and put an MPC under it. I forgot about that. I put an MPC in the hole of the acoustic guitar and then cut a hole so you could still hear it hollow and then would play chords off the guitar and trigger the drum sounds at yeah. the same time. That's the kind of stuff that I love. Oh, you're, Quaco, your you're, you're man, what's his name? Um, the cat that came on a few, uh, he's a rapper. Oh, man, I can't believe I'm forgetting this cat's name. He's a rapper. Uh, oh, he, um, he, yes. He, no, uh, now I'm forgetting his name too. Cool, both of us. Damn, we, I know exactly who you're talking about. But okay, I, I will remember, and then yeah. I will. Uh, I'll apologize for forgetting my man's name. But I'm gonna look. Uh, I'm look up stuff. But yeah. I'm look up now. But again, that 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 ingenuity. Um, I need to. I feel like for me, I need to take that into my own heart, right? Because a mm. lot of times, you know, I've gotten to a certain place in my career, whatever where things are just kind of handed to me right now do you know what i mean which is great you know i've I've been sort of like coming up the ladder or whatever and i I understand how that can sort of kill your creativity and Mm. it's not and it's like what you're saying kwaku it's not about being dark right i'm always like i love the blues but like i haven't had like bad shit go down in my life so i don't know what the hell i'm going to be singing about like i can't i'm not allowed to do Mm. this i'm not allowed to do that right but it's like what I'm hearing from Adarius is like, I'm doing this because I hear this voice in my head and I'm just trying to replicate it, right? So if I need to cut open this guitar, I don't, it, there's an irreverence that I love about it, right? It's the guitar is a beautiful instrument that you want to take care of and all that stuff. But like, if you just look at it as a guitar, as this is the only thing this thing is supposed to do, it's got six strings on it, you play chords on it, that's it. You're never going to break out of the mm. box of, no, 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 I got my own music in my head. I don't give a fuck about genres. I don't give a fuck about what Jimi Hendrix did back then. Like, this is me, Adarius. Okay, so like, I need this. I hear this in my head. I'm going to take this guitar, cut it open. I'm going to throw an MPC machine in it. Everybody's going to laugh at me or people are going to say that doesn't even make sense. But like, look what I just did, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, that's the stuff that I love about art and music and creativity. And it's something that I think that, especially in our modern day society, we get away with, we get away from because everything is done for us. Even our phones, we're trying to text on something. The simplicity of things and how that takes, because you're talking about that with photography. So real. And the simplicity. Of, of being able to take, uh, you know, like, you know, with the new iPhone, you can, you, it, it basically takes a ton of photos mm-hmm. and then it automatically uses, yeah. you know, machine learning to sync the best parts of photos together. So it looks like you've taken this amazing photo, but right. you haven't done anything to the settings. Right. And so, cause you brought this up, like, who knows, you brought this up yeah, before, yeah. but the idea yeah. of there being struggle 
within art, but not necessarily darkness. Yeah, yeah. You don't. And then I would add on to this the idea, and I'm sorry, I feel like artists were just like going off. No, 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 no. You guys are, you guys are all. This is all right, and and you know, just to add to that, because I just want to jump in real quick. Yeah, yeah. The idea or the notion of necessity was really crucial. Man, I was living in New York. They were trying to hire a guitarist to play three strings. I was like, <laughs> fuck no. Yeah. We can't lose the budget. I'm broke. You know, like we gotta save money. I'll hit the three strings. I'll yep. still yep. do the production shit. Like yep. fuck no. We're not paying a dude three hundred dollars a session to hit three strings, bro. Like I'll yep. figure the chords out. I got it. And yeah. And, and so that's that's where we landed. So, oh, I'm going to add something else onto this the idea of art being having a level of destruction involved with it. You know, you mm-hmm. have to be able to break apart these things. If you, if you think of what hip hop is, the idea of scratching a record, mm-hmm. scratching a record, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people yeah, yeah. throw away records because they're scratched. Right. I'm going to scratch this on purpose because, because right. this is going to produce this sound. Right. And Jimi Hendrix, normally people get fired at this mm-hmm. point, if there's mm-hmm. feedback anywhere on the bandstand, I'm going to create it on purpose and I'm going to use right. that to create music. Right. How do I deconstruct or even destroy things yeah. to create new forms of art? Yeah. Mm. There's a level of just, like I said, irreverence and just being iconoclast. It's not about being disrespectful, but it's like, you know, there there are so many, just like his mom's, like there's so many options out there, right? Yeah. There's not just one. You know, I feel like my parents were a little bit like this, too, where it's like, you know, we have our suggestions for what we think you should be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, you know what I mean? But like, please go out and explore the world before you make those decisions and please go out and make mistakes and please go out and fuck some shit up um, as long as you hurt mm-hmm. other people. But please, the, there's so much like the the orthodoxy of things or the dogmatic way mm-hmm. of doing things. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a, a theme that we all get into in Radio Zamunda as well, especially on the education piece, which we're always talking about with you, Kwaku, uh, because of your experiences. Like we we are teaching, we have a way of teaching kids how to be cogs, right? We even say, oh, mm-hmm. well, if you want to make some money, go code. Like you learn how yep. to code, learn how to yep. do this, learn how to but we're not actually teaching them creative, right? Because great, you got a coder, but do you have somebody who can like make a groundbreaking, you know, piece of something that you had no, like there's no description because there's nothing, there's no um, a prior example there. There's no right? precedent for it. And yeah. so if, yeah. So just like Adaria said, like, we don't need a guitarist. I need money. I'm hungry and I'll figure out this thing which was probably 1000% better than if you got the greatest guitarist in to lay down something. And right? more original. Like, yeah. Right, so somebody like me picks up your record or picks up your piece of music and goes, damn, what's this, right? It doesn't sound like every damn other thing. It's like, what did he do here? What did they do there? Oh my God, and then I read the liner notes. Damn, he took an MPC and did what with it? You know right. what I mean? And it's like. <laughs> it was called a guitarist. Yes, <laughs> yes that's right, guitarist. Yes, I forgot yes, about that. sir. I, I love it. We, we put that in the liner notes, the guitarist. We didn't know what to call it. Wow. I love it. I love it. All right. So I jumped I jumped you ahead a little bit because yeah. I jumped you to moving to New York. Because you moved here, you talked Got about it, it yep, earlier. Yep. What was the name of that group? I'm spacing on the name of that group. The urban of Nico. Illiteracy. 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 Mm-hmm. And illit. Another, yeah. Another thing these guys did, which was really brilliant. I only ever seen jazz guys do this 
was that they would go and and you're going to film what I'm getting wrong here, Doris. They would go play in colleges, but then they would also host um, sessions. And what were the sessions on? Because it wasn't just on music or it just wasn't on being creative, but I think it had to do with like race and um, and like equity sort of uh, training for college students. And so they would, you know, they would bring, they would not only bring musically what they were doing to the college, but they would also bring their worldview to these spaces as well. Actually, absolutely right, Kawaku, 100%. That's exactly what we're doing. We were on this thing called a U.S. Build Tour. So B-U-I-L-L-D, because we were ill literacy. Uh, uh, so yeah, yeah. we were on this thing called Build Tour. And we would, we would, uh, we did a campus tour. And we would show up to the campus maybe a day or two before we actually did our show. Uh-huh. And we would we would build based on real time stuff that was happening. I mean, shit, at that time, 2010, 2011, you had school shooters. You had people trying to grasp yeah. with understanding how to be on campus safely. You had people trying to understand the race relations that we were in. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Obama was our president. Some people in the Midwest didn't like that at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, one or two. You know, uh, a lot of them. At least two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but nah, you know, so we would we would touch down, we'd get there, we'd talk to the campus advisors, we'll talk to the people who booked us and say, like, where's the most need at? Like, because we were just making so much like music that was based on people and experience and experiential, like, you know, how to find yourself, how to ground yourself that we were like, yo, we could just go to campus, like, because we know campuses have a lot of money mm-hmm. and they pay for a lot of programming. Mm-hmm. We could just build in this other arm into our, into what we're doing and we can be like really conversational about what we're about to present in a couple of days. Not only do we cultivate our audience cause we touched down early, we start meeting people. So now we can guarantee some people are coming, but we also are like, you know, crying with these people, breaking down some of these traumatic moments that they're, they want to talk about. And, and only stuff that really music can allow you to open up in, in such a palatable way. We were doing it in the deconstructed version days before. And so it was it was great. So if you think about OK Player, the whole concept of OK Player was uh-huh. to create an audience for that type of hip hop because yeah. it was different from what uh, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Death Row. It wasn't any of that. They mm-hmm. had their own thing, this East Coast. It was kind of Neo Soul, you know, the roots, all the those guys. Conscious rap. Exactly. Common, most definitely. Yeah, yeah, so they uh, created that website so that they could cultivate that audience. And mm-hmm. what Darius and his group were doing it, they were doing it one gig at a time. Wow. Yeah. And, and yeah. showing up two or three, yeah. you know, and when I heard about that, I was like, man, that's brilliant. Because, you know, when you're touring, you're like, man, I hope people come. We practiced. Yeah. yeah. You know, the songs are good. We've got, we've got our merch. So they were doing that, but then they were also creating personal connections with people. And and how were you? You're absolutely doing, right. What, what, I know you just said it, but where did the inspiration for that come from? Like, what, like, did you, like, how did you guys just come up with that? The the summer that we actually moved to New York, we did a bunch of New York shows. We did, and then like Rutgers, we did a bunch of shows around New York. Yeah. And at one of the shows, we went to, uh, come on, Ithaca. We went to Ithaca College. Ithaca, yeah, yeah, went yeah. Upstate, yeah. Went upstate to Ithaca, we did uh, Ithaca Cornell right across the street. Yeah. And when we were at Ithaca, they had so many things that were going, like the, 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 Ithaca, the Ithaca, like campus, the, the, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to shit on nobody's uh, educational experience, but 
it felt like they were dealing with a lot of remorse from being so close in proximity to Cornell and not yeah, being I went to Cornell yeah, in so the pedigree. Like oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Exactly so it was just like Ithaca had this whole yeah. personality struggle yep. that they were dealing with every time they spoke. And yep. we ended up we ended up being like, hey y'all, let's just let's just cancel the show. We canceled the show. It was only about 30 people who had showed up to watch mm-hmm. it perform. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just cancel the show. We'll sit here in this room and let's let's talk to y'all. Let's figure this out. Like, y'all going through some shit, man. Like, wow. y'all going through some real shit. And we had Reg, Reggie, dude, Reggie Watts. It was his idea. Reggie Watts was the headliner for the show and yeah. nobody showed up. And he was like, yeah. I'd rather just talk to these people. I'd rather just like, it seems like they're, something really is going on here. Yeah. And so Reggie Watts led it. Um, funny guy, comedian. Yeah. He led the whole conversation and we got out of it and people were crying and people wanted to talk and we were talking about our music and we were like, fuck. And then we left. We drove back down to New York. We took the long drive. We got back to the house at like two in the morning and they had booked us for like every semester, three days wow. in advance. They gave us like two or three thousand dollars more than we even ever all asked for, yeah. And plus, paid us for the days that we were gonna come leading up to it. I think it was like a twenty thousand dollar check, bro. It was something crazy. Oh we were like, we were like, hold on, to do programming and to do one show that's an hour. <laughs> this is the levels, and and then it just like all clicked. And so yeah, it was Ithaca College. We had like we did that whole thing with Reggie Watts, and after that. We were like, yo, we can't turn back. And so we built out a whole ethos, a whole model. And then in the summer, we just pursued it. Wow. Right. And then we ended up getting like 30 or 40 shows in the span of two years. And just like really dug into all those colleges, UCLA, uh, South Carolina, University of Florida. uh, I mean, we went all over. We went all over. Arizona. Everywhere. That's um, you, you know, the thing that I always talk about with Radio Zamunda, I always bring up is like those, like those origin moments and those that, like, that constellation of events that brings you from one place to another, right? Like, so yeah, yeah, we're up to the point where you've essentially, it sounds like almost like a, a, a diversity, um, identity program or something that is involved with. That, that, that uses music to sort of help people, I don't know, be inspired or find their identities or something like that. Um, and it's it's kind of incredible that those things, it's always incredible to me that those things come up with that they seemingly random chance, you know what yeah. I mean? It just like sort of like, it, it, it comes to being, <laughs> right? And then suddenly you went from, yeah, we're just going to go up to this like college up in, you know, uh, upstate middle of New York. And then suddenly it turns into this, you know, hugely inspirational, you know, sort of genre change, not genre changing, but like life changing event, not just for the students, but for the actual artists, like you, who you were before you got to Ithaca and who you are after Ithaca is is a huge like milestone event that you did not expect you were just like i'm just gonna go do some music over here and then suddenly it's like okay we're not doing music but we're doing something even bigger and then our music is going to be added to it right Mm -hmm. and again i have to bring it back to your mom who seemed to have given you that facility who was like all right dude just dude just go out and just figure like you'll figure it out make mistakes please fall on your head please fall on your face please make mistakes please try that's incredible man wow yeah man that's yeah that's exactly how i landed and um 
yeah, I mean, in the illiteracy thing, that was just a moment that we were just able to captivate or, or uh, capitalize on. And I was just really, again, fortunate enough to be like, oh, yeah, we should do that, y'all. And everybody yeah. being like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and we wrote it out. Yeah. And, and and it also feels like you say yes to a lot of things. Like, like mm. it, it feels That's like you don't you don't over ruminate, you don't over like stress out, you like you think through things and you're definitely like just what I'm getting from you, a very conscientious person, but there's a part of you that's like new adventure. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I say, I say yes too much. <laughs> no. I say yes too much in those uh -huh. stressful times and things that mm -hmm. actually ruminate are the times where I should have said no. Uh -huh. But um, truth, truth is like, I actually struggle with saying no because I love people, man. I love people. Mm -hmm. I love to see the success of people. I love to do anything in my power to, to try to get people to where they need to be in. Right. Um, yeah. So I often um, opt in for the yes, but uh, I don't know if, if it's always the right move. Yeah. No. no just, it, I'll keep going. It. Talk. Go, I'll go after you. Go ahead. I'm gonna. Yeah, you... I, I, I got to tell you guys something real quick. This is gonna be yeah. a first for Radio Zamunda. Yeah. Um, car just died. Oh no! Car just died uh, here in Beaverton. Oh uh, no! I'm not. I'm not close to my apartment. Oh, you drove away. Uh, yeah, I drove. Oh. I drove away because I didn't want to get a ticket on street sweeping. So oh, I drove God. like three or four blocks away. We'll talk. And, uh, it's yeah. all, all right. good. Uh, we're no. We're gonna figure it out. I just want to let you guys know that this is a milestone. Okay, yeah, man. <laughs> this is definitely a first. That is a milestone. Bro broke down. Do you need me to call AAA or something? No, I, got no, I, I, I think I got it. I think we're okay. good. Uh, okay. It's all good. I have some I theories. Want... I'm going to get yeah. to it. I, I think, if anything, just turn the car off for now. Um, uh, the, no, no, the car won't go. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I'm not sure if you had, you know, like the key, if it was a push start or whatever. But if you give it a minute, I have a theory of what I think it might be. It's but too cold. No, it just involves just leaving the car for now. Just just don't do anything with it. Because the car, the lights just came on. Yep. So yeah. your theory could be right. Whatever yeah. you're going to tell me okay. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. I'm going to yeah. leave it alone. All yeah, right, just work. leave it alone. It'll, it'll, yeah, make sure your, like, your doors are closed and your lights are off and just, and just let it rest, if you will. All right. <laughs> Where? You know, percolate. Let it percolate like a turkey. Um, <laughs> so, so the other day, you know, I was talking to Darius because, uh, you know, you know, you catch up with your people every once in a while, and and we were just, you know, catching up on what he was, what he was up to, with what he was doing with Jordan, and we were talking about his approach to life, which mm. is which is his work, which is the idea that all these things, he uses the same approach to all of these things that he does. So, you know, right. he was doing the piece with literacy, um, you know, and in the interest of time, I'm going to ask you to talk about some of this stuff and I'm going to, I'm going to set you up for it. There's some yeah. there, there I've seen him act in shorts. Mm. He directed something fairly recently that did really well. Mm. Um, and, and then there's the creative end of what he does with the storytelling piece of, of his current position. And so, you know, I mean, I, I kind of get it, but I think it'd be interesting if you could explain to Otto how you feel that you use the same approach to creating music, to directing, to acting, to telling stories. Like, can you talk about that storytelling piece, how you feel it, sort of that through line between all of these creative pieces that you do? It's, it's, it's everything, man. So, I mean, my approach is, like I told Kawaku, it's been the same 
since I've been, you know, approaching how to process a form of anything, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's always based in storytelling. It's always based Mm -hmm. in, I want to go, I want to start here and I want to get to here. And so the way in which I do it, I I realized, um, and I could just tell you my process for making beats, you know, I'll I'll sit down with a beat that I want to make something like, or something Mm -hmm. I want to mimic or Mm -hmm. a form of genre. I'll listen to that form of genre for a good hour. While I'm doing that, I'm slicing up other forms of things, whether it's samples or finding different instruments. And I'm just kind of setting it all up. All all that stuff is set up, all tracked out, just kind of like slowly setting it up, still in my vibe, listening to Santana or whatever it is. And I'm just, you know, cutting up guitar licks, cutting up old, uh, you know, drums or percussions that I could find tweaking them to making them sound more uh, uh, old school and putting tape filters on them to make uh-huh. them sound kind of old and, you know, yeah. just literally setting it up. Yeah. And then after everything's set up, then I want to, then I just go and tell that story that I just like, I, oh, okay. I got all the vibes here. I got all the sounds here and just kind of, you know, go for it in a way that um, mimics the sounds, but obviously I'm not using the same, you know, things right. there. And, and that's how I kind of start to cultivate my, my sound and music. And uh, I, I I did that process for early on for a while, right? And uh, then uh. I started making clothes and I was like, okay, well, I got this Adidas track jacket. Let me lay this out. And yeah. then let me like, let me go find a bunch of stuff that's the same type of materials. Let me cut right. this up. Okay, cool. Like, I'm about to make a track jacket now. And then I would Wait, just so make the same sewing? exact pattern. Bro, I sewed, I tried everything, you know? Like, let me just right. sew Creative, and try man. it out. I let me just, it. like, cut, cut the pattern out. Let me mm-hmm. see if I can try making that exact jacket, but in jean. Cool. Got it. I made a Adidas track jacket, but in jean, early mm-hmm. on, you know? Yeah. And 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 so that, that process, I didn't know that was the sauce, you know? I, I didn't know yeah. that was the sauce. And so I yeah. started getting into directing. Mm-hmm. I started getting into art and design more, and... I was telling Kwaku recently, I was like, man, that shit is all the same, bro. It's all yeah, the man. same yeah. shit. I start off with the same exact process, and by the end, I just want to create a product um, basing it off the story that I want to tell, whether it's, you know, right now I'm, I'm talking sneaker talk, but, you know, if it was, if I, I was, I recently just directed something about Karens, the white Karens of the world, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And when I directed that, I, I used the same process, my storyboard, the way I like did everything was the exact same. And uh, for me, it's, it's so weird that folks can't, cannot think like that. I didn't know. I thought that was such a low budget form of approach that I used to take. And Kwaku was like, nah, folks just can't think like that. Some folks just don't, just just don't work like that. I don't know. I'm a little naive in that way. I, I, I give everybody the the, the 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 huge benefit of a doubt to do anything they want to. Because um, that's how you were raised. The, yeah, that's, man. That's I, what I, your I mom set up for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just didn't know that folks didn't approach things in that way. Ironically. Like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Alto. Well, I, f- I feel like that's like everybody who I admire artistically or even not artistically they all seem to have come to it the same way, right? Where you can get like the the standard, um, you know, I went to the conservatory and this is how I learned how to, you know, play the mm-hmm. French horn, blah, 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 right? And that's one track, but like all of the innovators 
are people who are just like, well, let me take this and like, oh shit, this doesn't fit. So I'm just going to like, right? Like back to the MPC three, MPC player in the guitar, right? It's almost like the, naive is not the word. Um, it's like, it's like when I hear about when Jimmy and Larry, um, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh man, I'm the guy from Band of Gypsies. No, no, no. The uh, cat who was his engineer, uh, Kramer. Um, Eddie oh, Kramer. Larry or Eddie Kramer. Yeah, Eddie Kramer. Yeah, Eddie Kramer. Like Jimmy would be like, "Well, I want this song to sound like water," right? And they yeah. would come up with a language, and they were just fucking with stuff until they got the sound. Um, I was just recently listening to. Um, how that that time of music when the Beatles and Hendrix and Stones. all of those guys, Stones, all of those guys started going into the, the, the uh, music studios to record before what I didn't know. But before when it was like the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, right, there was like a standard way to record music. Right. It was like a business. It was like walking into a lab. All the engineers had like white coats on and you say, OK, I want this track. I want this track and I want this track. And they had like a bullet point list of everything that they had to do. And it was like a factory. Right. But then the Beatles walked in. Then Jimi Hendrix walked in. And all of that changed because these guys were like playing in there. These guys were like you in there who were like searching for sounds. They didn't have a standard set of sounds. They wanted new sounds. So I'm going to put a little tape sound here. Oh, this is cool. It has this little echo here. And suddenly it's like that creativity, like when we were children, right? Like instead of coloring inside the freaking lines, right? Let the kid draw. And let the kids come up with their own techniques. And I think all the great artists, artists, the ones who come up with their own techniques of how to do things, which is, which is like the heart. So if you go to the Van Gogh's and the everybody else, like Van Gogh was teaching himself how to paint, right? He was yeah. like, I don't know. Let me just come up with this color. Let me put all this stuff together. And he yep. had a new technique and he was just doing it. And people were like, yo, that's dope. And he's like, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> it was his thing. And so it sounds like with you, it's like, you're coming up. That's the thing that I find um, beautiful about art. I mean, I'm an actor, but like, you know, stepping into music and stuff, I'm learning like, there's a language here that is is accessible to me. Like whatever yeah. sounds good to me is the language, right? And so it mm -hmm. sounds like my language is going to be different from yours, is going to be different from Kwaku. So what I love hearing you're saying is like you're coming up with a set of languages and techniques that work for your storytelling, right? Yes, yep. we have the English language, but then we have the musical language, we have the hip-hop language, we have the beats language, we have every way of I am the one who is the 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 god of this universe and I'm going to I'm going to invent the physics that makes my music. And I think that again, the theme of, of having that freedom and also having, I'm gonna keep going with the word irreverence, the irreverence mm -hmm. to say, I don't give a fuck. Like, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't care what the guitar is supposed to do. That, that's everybody else is doing that. Here's what I need and here are the tools that I have. And in fact, it sounds even better that I have a lack of tools, right? Like I, I, mm -hmm. I have to invent mm -hmm. my own stuff rather than like what you said, when you're rich, you can just buy the plugin. You can just buy the, you know, $5,000 guitar. You can get all the studio time you want and you can just sit there and languish. But like when you have three things that you can make the music with, and you have a time because you know you got to go home or whatever your car just died and so like you got to figure out a way out of that that's yeah. where the 
continuity comes from. And I always have to remind myself of that all the time. So, man, this is awesome. And creating that struggle. I was going to say, even when you're describing your process, that is exactly how um, Questlove described the process of making voodoo Mm. with D'Angelo, where Mm. they would just watch all of these old Soul Train episodes and all these Mm. old live performances for days not mm-hmm. for like 15 minutes yeah. like when the studio's like hey have you guys done anything yet they're like no no we're still we're still working on stuff yeah. still were, cooking still cooking still cooking <laughs> yeah. they would watch that stuff for yeah. days mm-hmm. and then they would go in the room and they, and then they would start to play and yeah. if you listen i mean um if you're listening to this podcast i'm assuming you've heard voodoo by d'angelo and if you haven't <laughs> um i'm jealous because you're gonna you're going to get that amazing experience yeah. mm-hmm. um but as far as like an album that has a vibe and that tells a story, mm. but in an original way, because it's D'Angelo's version of it, mm-hmm. but he immersed himself, um, uh, you know, baptized himself within the waters of the, of that language that he wanted to speak mm-hmm. and then came out with, you know, speaking, speaking in that language, but telling his story. Right. And it feels like that's what you, that feels like your approach to everything you do creatively, which you, in your explanation, you made sound simple, but it's not because there's the irreverence, there's the freedom, there is the, the lack of fear of doing that because mm. you have to do a lot of things wrong yeah. to stumble upon, oh no, well, this is it. Yeah. It's yeah. also, you know, figuring out the, the, I guess the cross pollinization of the application, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how do you apply the same theory of music Mm-hmm. I, and then go and do that as a director and then go and do that as a person making shoes like mm-hmm. for me it's that that ability to to switch that toggle and, yeah. and yeah. just kind of flip it and that's where the sauce is i didn't know that was the sauce for me it seems like oh, okay i'm just doing this now i know this yeah. world so let me just jump in but the sauce is being able to transfer those ideas into your new medium like okay now we're doing this and then we're doing this and yeah i, would I never call saw a, a difference I would call it a theory of creativity, not just a theory of music, because what you yeah. described, that is not just limited to music. Mm-hmm. Like you, I mean, I'm, yeah. you, you can apply that to food. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you already know. I, I, same <laughs> I thing. Know. Like, I've had your food. So man, <laughs> no, I I, no, but no, for real. Like I honestly, I honestly, a hundred percent, that is what, how it, it is cultivated. I taste some shit. We go to a nice restaurant. I'll taste some shit and I'll say, I can make that shit. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I know how to make that shit. Mm-hmm. And I'll look up all the recipes. Be like, nah, that, there's no chicory in that shit. That's a dumb yeah. recipe. Or there's that's way too much salt in that shit. And, 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 then I'll, and then I like start to like go back until I cook the exact shit that I wanted from that restaurant. Right, like, it, right. It just happened recently. I just yeah. had some. Some fucking ribs that were amazing. They were amazing, uh, and so I taught myself how to how to make them. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, yeah, it's just like I mean, everybody. Like I'm thinking about the Stones because I grew up listening to Stones as well, and like, yeah, you know, yeah, they 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 went and got all the Howlin' Wolf's records. Yes, they like the blues when they were kids, yep. you know, and wherever they grew up, and they yep. just learned how to play every single one of them damn songs right and then took it and made their own thing and what's what i love about art and human experience is like all these ideas come from you know i'm not the woo-woo guy but they come from this conscience that we all sort of share all this 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 collective experience that we have and so 
if we're if we're trying if if we understand that we're always tapping into that thing like no matter what even if you're not an artist like we the the reason why one human being can understand another human being is not just language it's just we understand mm. each other because we're all from the same place yeah. right mm. so we're all we're all telling the same damn stories that's why somebody from japan for example a quote unquote different culture can watch star wars and still get it right yep. it's not and like i know what we're doing exactly yeah you're i could watch a samurai thing from japan like, like it's not it's no. not something bizarre it's like oh i get it you just have just like cooking you have you just you guys use curry over there we use salt over here and pepper and oh you guys have this little rub and it's like all of that stuff is the mix and the and and the way to the way to personalize it is my ribs aren't going to taste like adarius's ribs right like we just have different things and the same thing with kwaku like so the different the, I've listened to Kwaku's music and I'm like, damn, this this brother can sing and he can write some stuff. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And with Kwaku, he's like, yeah, man, um, I just like singing <laughs> when I was a kid and I would mow the lawn. And the reason why I sing loud is because I would like practice singing while I was mowing the lawn. And that was his thing. Right. Yep. If you hear Kwaku's origin story about the music, it's 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 the, the experience, the, the special sauce that he grew up in, that not everybody else is going to have the same. Mine is different from yours, and I love the fact that you, even though maybe you um, you regret saying yes too much, but that yes has gotten you all the way here, mm. which is a beautiful thing. Um, and I, um, I I wish people, I wish we lived in a world where like the yes was never a bad thing as long as you're not hurting other people. But, you know, if we lived in a world that we understood that it's the mistakes stood that the errors that get us to the next level, right? Like, yeah. like you, right. We all, we, we live in a culture now where if I pick up a guitar and I'm not in, immediately playing like, you know, Bonnie Raitt or Jimi Hendrix or whatever, I get, I get frustrated. And I want to throw the thing away because we're thinking about the end of it. I want to be like a, you know, a music star or whatever. Right. But like the journey is the important part and everybody's going to have a different Always. journey. Always. Have a different damn story, which is how, what I love. So now, so take me now from how you are, you're making beautiful music, you're inspiring people at different colleges. And how did that go from, you know, music to what you're doing now at Jordan? Same, same shit. So we're doing music. The The money was there uh, during school, but in the summers, it wasn't. And uh-huh. so I had to get a job my second year in New York. I was like, man, I got to get a job, y'all. Like, you yeah. know, I just, we got to, we got to figure something out, man. And yeah. so I, I ended up, I was always into to fashion, always into clothes, at least like wearing the, the shit mm-hmm. uh, as a consumer. And, and then I was uh, like, man, I should really, yeah, making it. Yeah. And so I was like, man, I should really keep pursuing this fashion stuff and New York is a good place to try it. Mm-hmm. So I applied for that oh, fuck, uh, Brooklyn industry, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn something. there's some yeah. golden mm-hmm. spot mm-hmm. industries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was working at Brooklyn industries for like three or four weeks. Yep. And, um, and the alleyway is like all the other shops and stores yeah. near Bleecker. Um, yeah. And so I was like over there, I smoked cigarettes at the time and I was smoking cigarettes with some guy on the street. And he was like, yeah, I work at Mark Jacobs. We just fired a guy. We're looking for somebody. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I work Mark Jacobs corporate. 
fired mm. the stock dude. And I was like, man, I live. Where do you live? I'll bring you my resume tonight. <laughs> like, oh man, like he's like, oh, I live in Brooklyn. I was like, cool, I live in Brooklyn. And I went home. Yep. Got my laptop. Went up to Kinko's, printed it out, <laughs> walked into his house, mm-hmm. and then the next day I got hired at Mark Jacobs. Wow. And, uh, was working for like Mark Jacobs during the heyday of Mark Jacobs. Like yeah. shit was like the bit, the mm-hmm. pinnacle of Mark Jacobs. Mm-hmm. And man, just learned a lot from that team. Learned a lot from the people who were there. They were all going off to do their own thing. Like uh, another name drop, Trey, who worked with me, Tremaine Emery, who now is like the voice of black fashion and culture right now. Oh, okay. Um, he was working there as well. You wow. know, it was, like all these people leaving to go do their own thing. Right. Um, he actually another Ghanaian, another cross Ghanaian story. Trey left New York, moved to the UK to work on a company called Ben Trill with uh-huh. this guy named Virgil Abloh. Oh yeah. Oh, Do you know Virgil? He used to be, uh, he used to be Kanye's creative director. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yes, 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 yes. And now is he a Gucci? What's he doing now? Nah, he, he has his own thing called Denim Tears. Okay. Um, and he just collaborates with other brands. He recently did a collaboration with Converse. He did one with Dior. He, okay, he it's the Dior thing. I was yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Another Ghanaian. So Trey, another Ghanaian. Yeah, <laughs> another Ghanaian. Virgil. Oh no, Vir- So Virgil's at Louis. Virgil's That's at what it is. He's at Louis Vuitton. Oh. Yeah. Virgil's at the he's at the at the, the highest peak of this fashion mountain. He's sitting on top. Yeah, I want to say I didn't meet him, but there's something that's really familiar beyond the Kanye stuff, where it's like like there's like a maybe two degrees of separation between me knowing him and and I forget what it is, but uh, I'll have to. It might be that he's based out of Chicago because I know that you you know yeah you have some connections there. I don't know, but um, hey hey Kawaka, what's that uh what's that secret hack? I'm about to lose my phone and the car's about to die. Okay, well. Oh, unplug your phone first of all, and the car. Oh, my, should... my phone's been unplugged for a while. But oh. but but is the car still on? The no, on. the car's because the off. light the light is on above you. The light won't turn off actually. That's Look, weird. It's just flickering. All right, so this is what I'm going to say. We're going to break protocol here, <laughs> um, and we are going to say well, this is going to be a hard to be continued because there's so much more that we need to get to. Yeah, but man. but it's all right good. Now, I'll be the, I'll be the first to, to get a two part. We'll do a two part. <laughs> you know, you you yeah. won't be the first, but you'll be the first yeah, to get a two parter this way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is an original two parter. Oh, <laughs> this is a, a two part, right. not by design. All right. Yeah. So what I'm going to say is we're going to we're, we're not even going to sign off. We're going to yeah. we're going to we're going to come back to this at another point. So we're just going to we're going to pause here. And I'm going to stop the recording and then we're going to yeah. come back so we can pick up from like the Mark Jacobs piece, the fashion yeah. piece to get to Nike, along yeah. with some of, and along with talking about some of the directorial and acting stuff that he's done as well. Man, you oh, know, that's just, fun just, just bring the gumbo. All right. Yeah. So to be continued. OK. okay. All right. And we are back, man. Uh, well, you know, te- technical difficulties aside, you know, like that's the first one that more ended. battery. Yeah, that's the first yeah, one that yeah, ended yeah. like that. That's like yeah, the suspense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we got to bring him back, but he was awesome. I mean, um, yeah, you were right about the creativity, and uh, it's something that I love about. Um, it, it 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 reminds me to stop. 
I hate this state statement of like think outside of the box, but you know, the possibilities of creativity are, you know, endless and boundless. So whatever he was doing with the the MPC player and he threw it into the thing and he's like he strapped you know, it on top of a guitar and so yeah. he can play it live. Yeah. And it's um you know, and that only comes from a creative need. Like, this is what I need to do to make this sound. This is the sound I hear, or this is the moment I need. And um, I always am reminded of that because I've, you know, I, I've come to a level of, let's say, resources that I can kind of just go buy something, right? Yeah. Instead of like working through the problem um, and and coming up with your own creative solution. You know, throwing money at things is not always the the solution. It's like let yourself, you know, you know, give yourself restrictions, you know what I mean, to force or to to force creativity, which is, uh, I think, something that's brilliant about him and uh, his his journey. So fantastic dude, man. I like the way you put that together, the idea of the design constraints, you know, and you mm -hmm. think about like um, you think about the Beatles and Sgt. Pepper, you know, right. and their design constraint is that they only had four tracks. Right. And if right, you listen right. to that album, you know, for mm. I mean, for those of you who, who maybe aren't as familiar with recording, if you have four mm. tracks, you really only have three tracks. And so you right. have three tracks to multi-track stuff. And then you have to say, mm. all right, cool. We like this. We're going to keep this. You bounce mm -hmm. that over to the fourth track. And then that's mm -hmm. on the like the final version. And then you have three right. more tracks to play with. And then you right. keep bouncing it over section by section. Right, right. And so, so, it, and so what you're saying, sorry to cut you no, off. So going. what you're saying is like, it's almost like, you have, I don't know the the best way to analogize this, but like you only have three buckets to put something in. And then once you've figured out what it's supposed to look like, like you've written that chapter of the book. And then once you've written that chapter of the book and you send it to the publisher, and then you've got to write another chapter and do that process over again, kind of. That is close. I mean, yeah. that's part of it. But think of it as you're writing one chapter and mm -hmm. you can only write it three sections at a time. Got and then it, okay. once, you know, so if like, let's say you or you're writing a play or something, mm -hmm. you're writing a play with uh, maybe like six main characters or eight main characters, mm -hmm. but you have to yeah. write the conversations between three people at a time, but you need to connect right, right. all of the conversations within yeah, that chapter. Yeah. That's a great analogy. Yeah. And yeah, that yeah. is that design constraint. And if you listen to that, you like, oh, well, they did this all live, you know, but you have to hold mm -hmm. it in your head and know or hold it in your head or in your mind, understand how things are going to connect, even if you record them prior to, right. you know, kind of like what we do here. It's like we sometimes right. record the interviews before the bumpers and then mm -hmm. we need to connect the bumpers to the interview in yeah. a way that makes sense. Yeah. 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 You know. That's brilliant. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's this, that's, that's Adarius. That's what he yeah. does. And yeah. the interesting thing with him is that, you know, if you look at his career, he does that with, um, let's say writing a play. He does mm -hmm. that with fashion. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? He's, you know, cause he did it with music. He does it with fashion. Right. Like he's right. doing the same approach across these different mediums. And it's something mm -hmm. that I know we've been talking about a ton and he mm -hmm. does it through the lens of storytelling. Right. Because right. he's like, all right, yeah. here's a story that I'm going to, that I'm going to tell. And I'm telling it in this way, the witness that I have these, whatever the constraints are, mm -hmm. but through my slightly askewed way of seeing the world, I'm telling it in this unique way that captures your heart and captures your mind. Right. Right. It's, um, 
Yeah, it's, you know, we look at even saying dis design constraint, you know, suggests a negativity, suggests a, a lack of mm. rather than, you know, sort of an opening and a, a freeing, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, um, And I think that's uh, what I do admire of just knowing that cat or just having met that cat. That sounds, that's awesome. You know, it's a great reminder anytime I hear that. Yeah, and I like, I like that too, the idea of, uh, you know, coloring within the lines. Mm -hmm. as opposed to having to make your own lines right yeah you know? yeah i would yeah. i would say with him the lines are the edges of the paper mm -hmm. and but you're right most of us do feel comfortable it's like all right well here and now now i'm talking like a dad here's the snowman so we know right. we're going to color the snowman and this right. is his nose we know it's going to be this mm -hmm. as opposed to like here's mm -hmm. the paper where's the snowman yeah 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 you know? yeah yeah but um brilliant yeah. I, you know, um, I, I will give this quick update. I did speak to him and everything was okay with the car. Oh, good, good, so, good, good. Yeah. yeah. So in case you were wondering. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. You, is he still out there? <laughs> you good, bro? <laughs> I like how people are going to be hearing this like months afterwards. Like, what yeah, happened yeah, to that yeah. guy? Yeah. 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 He he's still on the road, man. <laughs> yeah. He is okay. We yeah, are, yeah. we are, we're going to bring him back. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, and I'm going to say this actually, because we didn't do this in the beginning. And mm -hmm. I know you and I talked about this recently. Um, mm -hmm. For people who don't know, Otto has a completely other podcast oh, called right, yeah. Unrelated. And this mm -hmm. podcast is fantastic. It is oh, thanks, great. It Thank is, you. It, you know, and I like, I called you recently and I was just like, look, I was, I was exercising. I was listening to this and I just had to call you and be like, man, this is great. I, it's like, I felt like I got the feeling that other people feel maybe when they listen to us, like I'm listening yeah. to you and, and that other cat, Chris have these conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, you know, I said to you, you know, when we talked the other day and, and I wanted to make, make it a point that mm -hmm. we will talk about it a little more. Um, right. Just because, you know, these, this is one, this is an album, not just you know, these, these separate yeah. singles that are floating around mm -hmm. these podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So um, I think this will be kind of timely with your most recent, this podcast is going to be released around the right. time of your most recent pod unrelated right, podcast. Right, right. Do you want yep. to just give the audience like a quick taste of um, like the topic matter that you guys talked about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Chris Seacott is my one of my earliest childhood friends when I grew up, uh, when I was born up in Schenectady, New York. Uh, and, uh, you know, we were freaking frack. He's a white kid and I'm a black kid. Um, kids. Grew, <laughs> kids. And, but we're growing up in Schenectady, New York in the 70s, which is, you know, pretty lily white. So there's there's obviously differences in our experience based on race, based on culture and so forth. Um, and uh, uh, but we have like a bond, like like beyond all of that, we still like all the same shit. And even though we lost track of each other when I my family moved to New Rochelle, um, when we got back in contact, we were the same person. Right. So we're always talking about, well, we must have been separated somehow at birth. Right. But. You know, now we have, you know, 30 years of experience in life, him as a white person going through life, me as a black person going through life, the similarities and the differences and our love for Ed Harris, the actor. Um, so sort of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we love Ed fucking Harris. And, uh, you know, we have a lot to talk about of our, about our different experiences, especially centered around race. And I think it's sort of timely with all the conversations we're having. But it's not just about race. It's about uh, two different people having 
uh, conversations about things and, and learning about each other, which is essentially what you and I do, mm-hmm. uh, but just a, a different thing. So I think it all um, it all dovetails in a way um, of our search for knowledge and our search for truth for ourselves in Radio Zimbunda or in Unrelated, the podcast. So, uh, yeah, we should keep weaving these two together and maybe uh, bring Chris on. That would be um, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be great. So really quickly, what did you guys talk about this week? Uh, this like week, the elevator um, pitch of it. Uh, the elevator pitch of it. Um, this week, we um, we're sort of having a continuing conversation about white supremacy, and uh, it sort of turned into the cult of white supremacy. White supremacy because the you know the the joke he and I have is he represents all white people and I represent all black people. So I'm like, so what do you white people think about <laughs> you know you know the storming of the Capitol and the QAnon stuff and how is it that you believe this? And we came to sort of a conclusion not a conclusion, but um, uh, a a hypothesis that, you know, uh, and I think you've heard me say this a bunch of times on our podcast, where it's like, everything is a construct. Our imaginative reality of the world is a is a construct that we're making up right mm-hmm. and so these mythologies that we build for ourselves like george washington never told a lie and you know chopped down a cherry tree are all myths and we believe these myths and my thing is like okay if we're making these myths up we could make better myths up mm-hmm. right that include more people but like recognizing that these are myths and these myths are harmful in ways. I mean, white supremacy is a very harmful myth. Um, How do we break out of that and figure out other things, right? And so that's kind of the elevator pitch uh, as best as I could, as best as I could lie. I mean, it is, it is great. The interaction between, between the two of you and even the, the way of um, the way that you guys connected this type of thinking to cult like thinking. I, so Mm. Anyway, I cannot highly yeah. recommend this enough. We're going to start. We're going to start factoring this in where we just do mm. these quick updates so that people know, um, yep. because it is all of the same amazingness. Um, Appreciate that. Slightly different voices, but still mm. amazing stuff. So if you like this, you will dig that. We are starting awesome. our own pod, podcast network. I don't know what we're going to call go. it, but this is yep. <laughs> this is part of the fam. Yep. Um, I love it. I love it. So with that being said, who are you? I'm Otto, and who are you? I'm Kwaku, and this is Radio Zamunda, the dope shit. Yes, sir. Every time. Thank you guys for listening. All right, peace.